to the PCL podcast series. My name is TNC. The PCL podcast series features conversations with leading experts and professionals who share their insight and thought-provoking perspectives on topics relating to business, strategy, people, and technology. Today, we will zoom into the fintech space and our topic for discussion is technology trends that are shaping 2022. It is without doubt that technology has been involved since its inception, so you may be familiar with some buzzwords relating to tech, such as the business process automation, the cloud computing, the blockchain, internet of things, artificial intelligence, and the likes. Addressing our topic today is Henry from PCO, a managing consultant for the digital technology consulting practice. Hi Henry, so good to have you here. How are you doing? Hi, Tracy, it's my pleasure. I'm great, thank you. Pleasure also, I'm fine, I'm doing well. We're going to go straight to the point, we're going straight to fintech space. So what will you say were the tech trends as of 2021 in fintech? Okay, yeah, thank you for that very important question. Um, I, I think that uh, in 2021, um, considering the um, coronavirus and the right. pandemic restrictions, it's uh, obvious for us to uh, look at things with uh, around collaborative work mm -hmm. all right uh, virtual work yeah okay so technologies that support virtual work of course uh, got prominent and uh, as well we also uh, saw a lot of movement in the pro business process automation space Definitely. all right and um, um, robotic uh, process automation mm -hmm. uh, because um, we saw a situation where people could not physically you know, do their work. Mm -hmm. So you will need um, to incorporate uh, uh, robots to help mm -hmm. out with such work. You know, and um, uh, we saw a lot of that happening. And um, um, the other side of it is the uh, cloud computing, mm -hmm. obviously, because uh, I think uh, there was a shock. Um, people had to not only begin to look at uh, cloud uh, uh, computing, but also implementing cloud computing in order to uh, survive, you know, mm. the, the, the pandemic and the restrictions. So, mm. and definitely at the, behind all this, you talk about, about uh, cybersecurity, yeah. all right? When you expose your system to the cloud, mm. then you should be mindful of uh, the risk uh, and the threat, you know, from the cyber world. And then I think these are the areas, uh, personally, I, I, I would say that there's been a lot of activities uh, uh, last year. It is understanding that the pandemic disrupted people and business operations. So I would expect that since the pandemic year up until last year, people and businesses have you know, struggled with incorporating technology. And so hence the, you know, the trends that you mentioned. But in this 2022, although the year has started, but what do you foresee to be the likely trends in 2022 related to technology? Okay, thank, uh, thank you, Tracy. I, I, I would look at the um, consolidation, okay, and acceleration of where we were or the technology trends uh, that uh, ruled 2021. Uh, the same thing I mentioned in terms of automation, talking of uh, moving the needle of digital transformation further, okay? And uh, um, on top of that, I think uh, there will be some, some kind of, um, 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 some shift in the regulatory, especially for financial sector, which is highly regulated, 
uh, I, I look forward to seeing some kind of uh, new regulations, you know, to, to guide, all right, uh, and also to, to, to shape into the digital uh, world we are in today, all right, in terms of moving things to the cloud, a new regulation we need to have to come in, uh, data privacy, okay, data governance, these are the things I expect that would be uh, prominent, especially for the financial sector. Uh, in 2022, in addition to the number of the things I've spoken before that uh, drives, you know, uh, competitive advantage, uh, things uh, bordering uh, process automation, all right, not just uh, for people, but also bringing robots in to play a vital role, okay, and then um, definitely things uh, around um, around uh, uh, data analytics as well you know, coming in um, to, to, to drive, you know, the competitive uh, landscape for different sectors. So uh, these are things I think, you know, would continue uh, just like 2021. Uh, but I see uh, more of um, standardization, regulatory stuff coming in to, you know, help, you know, to make sure that we have a stable system, you know, going forward, you know, um, into the near future, yeah. And let's talk about BPA, that's the business process automation. What will you say about, um, you know, the incorporation of, or integration of BPA in 2022 for businesses? Okay, so um, clearly we, we, we are aware that uh, automation, like I mm -hmm. said, um, yeah. uh, is inevitable you know, right. if you are going to survive. And BPA, um, also RPA, these are the uh, major technologies that are driving um, that, that uh, sector. All right, before we you know, bring in the AI on top of it and machine learning. But for BPA, definitely we've seen, um, we've seen a lot of successes in the financial sector. BPA and RPA, we've seen a lot of successes there. You know, verifiable successes in terms of uh, people that have embraced it and implemented it for different use cases. Mm -hmm. uh, but then also we saw um, um, some, some kind of failures at the same time, you know, in, in, in implementing this technology, mm -hmm. uh, which clearly demonstrates the fact that uh, technology is an enabler. All right, so uh, technology will not correct uh, a, a broken system. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, what we see is that uh, people need to get their processes right before you begin to look at uh, what RPA, BPA, engines and technologies and frameworks would help you do. So if you have a broken system, then uh, implementing this automation will worsen it and create more frustration. All right, so for us in PCL, where we usually start with uh, process uh, 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 optimization, you know, before we moving into the implementation of our RPAs and BPAs, you know, and that's what we advise companies to do. And we, we, we look forward to a whole lot of this happening also uh, in this year and then in the subsequent years. So let's talk, let's talk about the business process automation, right? So as an expert, I would, I would expect that you've had you know, you've implemented some of these processes for your clients, yeah? So what would you say are the lessons learned, you know, from the right implementation and the wrong implementation? What would you say are the lessons learned from these experiences? Yeah, thank you again. This is a very important question. And uh, I think uh, this is the question in mind of everyone because we've seen uh, some processes and some failures at the same time. Uh, and uh, why it is difficult to pin all to one particular issue, 
um, I think is uh, noting that um, we, we, we discover that um, the ones that have succeeded okay it's all about strategy it's all about uh, process optimization mm -hmm. and the ones that failed um is also you know um you know kind of uh, replicating okay your problem or automating your problem all right so that would that wouldn't uh, provide any advantage for you okay so now the first thing we people will need to look at when it comes to optimization is what do you want to optimize mm -hmm. or what process do you want to um um um, automate, so to speak. So, what are the process you want to optimize? How do you know what to op op uh, automate as a process? Okay. So, these are uh, what you, what the analysis that has to happen, so that you know where the, the, you have values and what to automate and what not to automate. What are the priorities? What should come first? What should come next? So, there's an entire uh, value chain for every organization in terms of automation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, that diagnosis needs to happen okay and then design has to happen in order to at the end of the day it's all about creating value right it's mm -hmm. not just about automation but the value it creates uh, for the business and this is where what we do as philips consulting to help organizations uh, you know get it right you know mm -hmm. um, we come from that area you know of uh, seeing what uh, looking at diagnosis of their organization and then their processes and then moving to the optimization of the processes and needs uh, automation and, 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 and from that point uh, we'll take it on. Okay so right here you're speaking about um, you know wrong implementation so what you're saying is um, a reason or a problem or what can cause a wrong implementation can be um, you know a flawed process right or wrong strategy is that what you're saying because I know you mentioned strategy and, and process optimization. Okay so so uh will not will not say strategy will be a problem okay but the processes this is what you're automating right yes. so if you have a weak process, process right. or a very poor process automation will not make it better okay, okay. so that's where process auto, auto, uh, optimization is company. very critical mm -hmm. all right before you begin to automate okay. all right yeah that's clear now. Okay, so we're going to do a quick throwback to 2021 during the um, PCL Future Work webinar. So one of the consultants, and I'm quoting, you know, the consultant mentioned that the organizations that win will be those that choose exploration over exploitation and innovation over business as usual. Can you say we have seen many winners in the last, you know, two years? Yes, certainly. Uh, I mean, it's uh, the data is out there for everyone mm -hmm. to see um, and, and, and to also see the sectors uh, that uh, actually won and the ones that lost. Okay, clearly what we, what we can conclude is that money didn't disappear mm -hmm. in these last two years. Uh, what actually happened was that money moved from different sector, different organization into another one. All right, so what uh, uh, people or organizations with... Uh, um, exploitation method or model, okay, lost, okay, we actually gained by the organizations uh, that are tailored into uh, uh, exploration, okay, for instance, you look at the Flutter Wave, mm. all right, uh, which became the third unicorn uh, mm. fintech that's coming out of Nigeria, mm. all right, they just joined the likes of um, um, InterSwitch and junior all right but what is interesting uh, about flutter wave is that they made this uh, uh, stride 
or that accomplished this uh, 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 particular stride in five years, mm -hmm. which is unprecedented, mm -hmm. all right? That is a typical company that is into innovation, mm -hmm. okay? That is into um, exploration, and we can see it. And recently, uh, we found out that uh, they've already, you know, closed the $250 million uh, round of uh, investment, mm -hmm. uh, okay, which have moved them now to a valuation of uh, $3 billion. This is within the space of a couple of months apart, you know. So uh, I think that 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 clearly shows that uh, that particular premise is uh, is accurate. Okay, and not only just accurate, but uh, um, people need to look at it very carefully. It is mm -hmm. this is the truth. And going into the future, these are the models that will determine who will survive or who will actually. Um, you know, fizzle out. So I'm going to be asking in this year, this 2020, what do you foresee that businesses will invest in relative to technology? Initially for 2021, you mentioned the likes of BPA again, BPA, cloud computing, you know, collaborative tools and the likes. So in 2022, what do you foresee that, you know, businesses will invest in as relative to technology? No, uh, technology is, is very vast and uh, I mean horizontally and uh, uh, vertically, mm -hmm. all right? So it's difficult to pin um, a particular set of technologies as what people will be investing in. However, um, when you look at it, it depends on where the organization, you know, different organizations have their own different uh, strategy, one. And secondly, you, you look at their uh, uh, maturity as well, okay? So that will determine where their money will be going to. Okay, but um, on, a, on, a, on a general uh, uh, um, perspective, you also look at the things that have to help people to work, mm -hmm. okay, have a hybrid kind of work. So collaborative tools will keep on, uh, um, you know, uh, out, being out there, you know, mm -hmm. being a choice for mm -hmm. investment, mm -hmm. you know, because you just have to work, mm -hmm. all right? And uh, like um, uh, Rob Taiwo, I mentioned during the during the seminar you, you or the, yeah, the webinar the webinar you mentioned the last time he said that uh, uh, quoting him now that uh, work is not where you go but what you do right. you see so that tells you that there's already a shift and investment is already uh, being pushed in this direction mm -hmm. okay and again as well uh, process automation we can't we can't uh, say it enough you know, automation will keep on going, mm -hmm. all right? Uh, while some people are at the business process automation uh, level of, uh, you know, some of their mundane tasks, you know, we'll see definitely, or we are seeing investment going into uh, robotics right now, mm -hmm. all right? Not only in the financial sector, but also in the manufacturing, mm -hmm. all right? So things that uh, mundane work that people do, all right, to definitely, you know, be moved to robots. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, just imagine where a company, uh, uh, you know, have an IT department mm -hmm. and uh, maybe 30%, uh, even 20% of their work is on password change, mm -hmm. you know, for clients, helping clients and helping their internal system to do password change. Mm -hmm. This is this is 2022. All right. You know, uh, that kind of work shouldn't be what a human being should be doing. Robots should be doing that. And we'll see a whole lot of that kind of level of automation, uh, you know, going on and even more sophisticated business models being automated mm -hmm. uh, going into the future. Trust architectures can include distributed ledger technologies like blockchain and zero trust security approaches to preventing data breaches. Do you see blockchain being a prominent part of 
absolutely uh, to insist, um, you see what 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 is going on right now right. is that uh, globalization is real and is inevitable yeah. all right so okay. we 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 definitely in the next few years okay will only recognize countries or regions in the maps all right mm -hmm. okay so boundaries uh, will no longer exist in business and in commerce mm -hmm. okay so and and uh, uh, in order to make this work we are talking about blockchain okay and trust uh, trust architecture mm -hmm. and open architecture as well mm -hmm. and this is what blockchain smart contract uh, is supporting you know so we we see you know it has already started happening okay where people here in africa you know will do business or invest or or, or, or do transaction with uh, another continent, all right? So uh, with blockchain, you don't need to trust. You don't need to, you really do not need to be afraid if you be swindled or if you if uh, you lose your money, you know, because this technology ensures, okay, that whatever the agreement is, system takes care of it and system knows nobody, no emotions, all right? Mm -hmm. So system will handle it. So globalization uh, will be driven majorly by blockchain and AI. Okay. okay okay so this this technology has come and it would you know keep uh, keep uh, uh, improving okay uh, cutting across different sectors not only financial uh, uh, industry so now tell us about the use of artificial intelligence in industry okay so yes uh, we have uh, very very important use cases mm -hmm. All right, an application of AI uh, in the financial services sector. Right. Um, however, if, if you say how much adoption has happened there, uh, not quite much. All right, um, because um, I think it's, a, it's a still at its infancy at this stage. And the reason is not uh, far-fetched. Mm -hmm. All right, because uh, AI is uh, completely dependent on data talking about quantity as well as the quality of data, mm -hmm. you see. So um, uh, what we see here is uh, why we may have so much data, the quality of the data is another issue altogether. Mm -hmm. All right, so we require both quantity and quality of data for AI to actually produce the business value, you know, for which, uh, you know, we, it's, it's been, it's been it's, it, it was released in mm -hmm. the industry or, or whatever it is promised in terms of business value. And uh, we, we, we are seeing this happening, but not so much of it at the, point, at the moment, but uh, with the cloud computing, you know, taking the center stage now, all right, we're going to see, you know, synchronization of data, and we're going to see more implementation of AI, you know, taking center stage in the businesses and in the, and the, in the, in the organizations, okay? Right. Okay. So, how significantly did supply chain disruption impact technology services and delivery during the pandemic? And how did these organizations, you know, address it? Yeah, this is, uh, I think, it's a, a very important question. Um, and um, I think we all experience it in one way or the other. Mm. Uh, you know, for some people, they don't even understand what you're talking about. But then yeah. when you look at inflation today, uh, majorly as a result of broken supply chain, all right? So, but what is interesting this time was that um, supply chain got disrupted um, from demand side as well as from supply side, all right? Uh, usually you have one of these things happen, but because of the pandemic, it mm -hmm. happened on both sides at the same time, 
you see so so you wouldn't you, people were not able to go to work all right to to produce some of these whether finished product or, or a product for the pre-finished product mm -hmm. people couldn't go to work all right so you have a, a, a shortage in supply mm -hmm. all right and at the same time you're having a huge demand mm -hmm. all right uh, because uh, people had to make use of this thing so mm -hmm. on both sides the world was hit and uh, that has affected everything the inflation is global all right mm -hmm. it's not a one country affair and that is disruption in the supply chain okay so what i see or uh, what uh, the recommendation or what we even see people doing right now is to rethink okay their supply chain strategy okay one of the things uh, people are doing right now is to create more avenues all right uh, locally and uh, uh, internationally all right creating more options all right so that mm. if there's a problem all right, like we saw last year yeah. uh, in international markets, you can mm -hmm. actually leverage your local supply. Mm -hmm. All right, and the same thing if it's happening local, you know, so this is the strategy so many companies are adopting now just to mm -hmm. create that diversity, you know, to enable them cushion the shock. All right, the next thing that is going on is that uh, people are looking at uh, uh, providing a buffer, all right, in their inventory, inventory management, optimizing their inventory management. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, this time around, looking at the data all right to know when to you know uh, make more orders you know just to have a kind of a surplus somewhere but not excess or surplus definitely yeah. because that would be a problem right yeah. but creating a healthy buffer all right for for for, for these items okay and i think the 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 other one, uh, the last thing I want to say also is that for, for matured organizations, mm -hmm. they are into sensitivity analysis of their supply chain parameter. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, some of these organizations that use AI, all right, they are looking at uh, checking, all right, the parameter that controls supply chain, you know, simulating and looking at, uh, okay, if I move this, what will happen to this side and all that. So is a more... Uh, 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 should I say more complex exercise, but mm -hmm. that's what people are doing today in order to make sure that their business is uh, future-proof. Right. Okay. So um, you seem to have mentioned, you know, financial institutions a lot of times. So they seem to have been, you know, one of the major, let's um, say, players in this, in this, um, when it comes to adopting technology, right? And I, I want to believe that it, sh it shouldn't be limited to just these um, companies within that industry, that's the financial industry. So how do we sell this to, you know, various companies across industries on the use and the need to adopt technology? See, for example, during the pandemic, I'm sure not only banks, you know, needed technology to, for their business continuity, other companies also needed it. But how do we sell it more? How do we make businesses see the benefits and the importance of this moving on? Yeah, just to uh, go straight to the point, mm -hmm. um, I think it's all about education. Right. All right. Um, there has to be education. Okay. People need to see value. All right. Of technology to their business. All right. So I, I think basically there has to be uh, more education, more engagement across other sectors, not only the, the, the big organizations, right? We're right. talking about even the small and medium enterprises, all right? There's so much uh, technology can do, okay, to, to help them, you know, be at the cutting edge uh, of their own uh, and be competitive as well, 
in their own space where they operate. So there's going to be a lot of engagement and a lot of uh, you know uh, education in this uh, in this uh, line. Okay, thank you so much, Harry. I mean, it was quite insightful. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for sharing this with us. And I'm hoping that, you know, business leaders will look into this, they will adopt this, and of course, get educated so that they know the value of what, you know, they're integrating in their businesses. Thank you so much. So good to have you here. It's my pleasure, Terence. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of today's episode and I trust that the session was quite insightful and informative. Do follow us on the social media platforms. Bye.